Hey everyone, welcome to our Strong Mind, Strong Body podcast. I have a question for you. So I don't know how long it's been since you've been in the dating world or if you are in the dating world, but you know how you want to attract your perfect partner? Well, I feel like it's that way when we train clients or uh, we work as a wellness coach, we want to attract our perfect client because if it's a client that we feel like we resonate with, that we know we can have good communication with, then we know that that relationship is going to be solid. So I'm your host, Angie Miller, and today we are going to talk about wellness coaching and how to attract your ideal client. And I have a good friend of mine and a very, very centered, qualified coach, and her name is Carrie Schwer, and she has been on before. And Carrie, I can't have, I can't wait to have you come on and tell us how do we magnetically attract this perfect client. Hey, Angie, thanks for having me on. So excited to be with you again. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we're going to have a really fun conversation today that will hopefully help people feel more confident when they are trying to attract their ideal client and who they want to work with. Yeah. yeah, it is a little bit like dating, don't you think? I do feel like we we have to pick that person that we know that we want to spend time with, not just because we want... Um, it is different from dating, but we do want to be able to spend quality time with them. We want to make sure that the way that we communicate is a way that's going to resonate with them. But more importantly, that they're a client that fits the profile of the client that we feel like we have the most expertise to attract. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I love that analogy, by the way, about dating, because there there is some similarities there. What we're trying to do is we're trying to attract our ideal clients in. We want them to feel magnetic to us. And how we do that is we need to find the right words. And the right words isn't what we want to say. It's it's more about what they're actually saying inside of their head. And so we want to think of our ideal clients' pain points and what keeps them up at night. What are they thinking about? What are the things that they're wrestling with? And if we do a really good job of identifying the languaging, specific languaging, we will reel them in. We don't have to wave our hands. We don't have to get crazy. They will naturally be attracted to us just from the words that we're using, which is their words. And that truly is the key. Well, and I love that, that you're laying in bed at night and you're thinking about their pain points. And I really think that before we can even think about messaging, I kind of want to go back for a second. Don't you think that before you even think about what their pain points are, you have to think, who is my ideal client? And I know you and I have both been through coaching as well as we provided coaching. And both of us have had this experience where you create, I believe you call it an avatar. I call it a, you know, the ideal client or the perceived client or the client that I want to attract. And I go through a whole exercise on what that client's pain points are, what that client is experiencing, and then how I can solve that client's problems. So before I even think about attracting them, I'm thinking about who is my ideal client? Would it, did I get that right? Or what? how do you describe that? Yes, yes. It's, I'm very specific on who I'm looking for. And we need to be realistic. When we're, when we're brand new coaches, 
it's almost like we'll take anybody on, you know, I'll, I'll take anybody. I just want to get paid. And as you start to work with clients, you'll start to see what you identify with, what clicks with you, what kind of uh, relationship do you want to have with this other person? Um, you know, like in terms of, do you, do you coexist well together? Is this synergy? Is there's feeling of, yes, I really want to help them. There have been clients that I've worked with that have not been the easiest. So when I think about who, who has been the most enjoyable to work with, what kind of qualities and char characteristics did they have, then I want more of that. And so, you know, getting clients is one thing we need to detract. And we've done another podcast on how to start a coaching business. But once we actually have the clients, how do we know who it is that we want to work with? We have to do that by pinpointing those characteristics. Are they decision makers? Are they are they the type of person that's blaming others and looking to uh, find fault with everything and everyone? Cause that's not somebody that I specifically want to work with. So like, that's what I'm talking about. Getting really clear on what type of person they are and are they able to be committed? Are they willing to trust the process? Are they willing to be honest and do the work and be committed to their commitment to get the work done? Right. And if you think about it, what we're really saying to everyone is we're not saying that you're in the minds and the bodies of all of your clients. But what we are saying is that if you're creating your perfect avatar, like for instance, for me, Carrie, you and I've had many conversations. We know that my ideal client is midlife and beyond women. And so I can sit down and create an avatar. I can sit down and create an ideal or a perceived client because I myself am that woman. And so I can talk about her pain points and the struggles that I think she'll experience. And the way I'm going to attract her is by getting clear on those so that, you know, she's going to be attracted to those pain points because those are the pain points that I know. I don't necessarily want to work with other populations because I'm not necessarily sure that I'm the ideal person to understand their pain points. You know, right. I, want, I want to be able to resonate with that. Yes. You, you just said something that is so key. Most often, not always, but most often our ideal client is us. It is because we've experienced what we're about to teach them and coach them through. 98% of the time we are our own ideal clients, but not always. Not always. Sometimes it is, you know, I've had a coaching clients that they wanted to work with somebody that was completely different from them in terms of age or gender or whatever. But it's it's truly a connection. It's it's having that innate ability to know who lights you up, who gets you excited, who do you want to serve, and getting really clear on that. That would be the first step. You're right. And then once you have that clearly defined. Then you can start thinking about what it is are they saying in their mind and some of the things we started to talk about with the messaging. Okay. So I heard get clear on who and then think about what. Um, so I want to, I'm curious about something and you didn't know I was going to ask you this, but I have a, a, a therapist who always says you can only take someone as far as you've gone yourself. And so in the world of therapy, that's kind of a common thing, you know, try, try to resolve your own stuff, obviously, otherwise it, there's going to be some transference and counter-transference and we don't want to do that. However, I'm also by the belief that sometimes what I think holds coaches back 
is that they have this belief system that they have to have solved to quote all their problems. They have to be completely fixed with their wrapping paper all tight and their bow on the package. And they have to be the sign of perfection. And I don't think that that's the case. I think that we can have come far enough but we're never going to be completely all together. We're never going to have the bow perfectly tight. There's always going to be this or that in our lives that we're working on because we're human beings. <laughs> so what are, what are your thoughts on that? Yes, I 100% agree with that. You know, there is no such thing as perfection. We're all a work in progress. The key to being a good coach and in working with somebody is just being a few steps ahead of them, that you've walked some sort of path, you understand what they've gone through, or that you've worked with someone similar to their own struggles and you successively have taken that person from point A to point B and you feel confident enough to do the same for this client or this person. So it's just really getting clear and honest, but 98% of the time, again, most of what we teach is because we've already experienced it ourselves. We've gone through something similar. It might not be exactly the same, but it might be something similar that we're able to know the process that got us to where we wanna go in a faster way. We learn maybe the hard way. And now as coaches, what we do is we compress that down and we have the faster way of getting there, basically cracking the code to get to that person to where they want to go. And it's just being honest. It's being honest with someone. And there's been times where I've had clients where I wasn't quite sure if I was the you know, right person in terms of there's one particular thing and you just have to be honest and you work through it. And usually it works out extremely well when you bring that honesty into the coaching relationship. Yeah. I like that about being a few steps ahead. You know, what's funny is I worked with a coach and that was always his phrase was he said, you know, um, because again, when I first started out, I would toy with that. Um, well, I can only take people as far as I've gone, but at the same time, as therapists, as coaches, our lives are not going to be a picture of perfection because there is no such thing. We're always going to have our own struggles going on in our lives. And we never know what those struggles are going to be or when they're going to show up. But I love that analogy of you just have to be a few steps ahead or chances are you have to have walked that path or had a client who did. And so you have some tools that you know worked. So Carrie, I just want to reintroduce you before I, I go on to my next question for you. So I'm Angie. This is Strong Mind, Strong Body. And I'm talking to Carrie Schwer. And we're talking about wellness coaching, how to magnetically attract your ideal client. Because we do want, like Carrie had mentioned, in the beginning, we just kind of want to coach everyone because we want to get an idea of who is or isn't our ideal client. But eventually, we kind of learn what our space is or who's within our wheelhouse. And I think that's where we find the magic and we can create the magic for others. So, Carrie, we're talking about this magnetic attraction. And, you know, we've already kind of talked about determining who this ideal client is. But now we're talking about how do we um, you know, you say get clear on who or get clear on who they are and then what can you offer them to help them get to the next step? Is there anything else you would add to that about staying with the whole idea of how do I find my ideal client? Yeah, it's trial and error. What I did in the beginning was I really got, you know, got honest with myself. Do I want to work with just women or do I want to work with men too? 
and thinking that through, what what would that look like? And how would that affect my husband and I's relationship if I was to work with men, for example, which by the way, I do work with men. I work with quite a few men. So really getting clear with that, what does that look like? And then also age, uh, age plays a big part. Again, you know, I'm in, we're about the same age, Angie, we're in our fifties. And for me, what? most of my clients- No, we're in our thirties. But yes, anyway, we are. What am I saying? What am I saying? I'm giving away what? our magic. <laughs> That's why we're so amazing. <laughs> but most often my clients are, are 40 and above, and it's because they relate to me. They can understand. And I think the other part of that, the, the magnetic attraction is people are going to know whether they want to work with you or not. Just once they speak to you and they feel how you are, they feel that energy. A lot of what we have to offer is our energetic presence. If we are upbeat and we're excited and we have a good positive uh, outlook on life and we truly come with caring and compassion, that's one way we're going to be able to attract our ideal clients, not just with the messaging, although the messaging is huge. It is huge. It's like literally, it's like a magnet. We want to draw them to us. We want them to be attracted to us and know that we have the right tools and we have the right path to get them to where they want to go. And again, this goes back to very specific languaging. It's one thing to know that they have an issue that you want to solve, that maybe they're, maybe they are getting older. Maybe they're feeling that they're less than, or they're not measuring up uh, with their body image anymore, but that's all surfacey stuff. I'm talking about getting granular on the messaging, you know, what it feels like to be rejected by your husband because they don't want to have sex or intimacy anymore with you, or that your kids are now making comments to you about how out of shape you are because you're huffing and puffing when you get to the top of the stairs. Those are the kind of specifics I'm talking about, like really hitting it home so people feel it. They feel that, oh, wow, she is really speaking my language or he's really speaking my language. That's how we attract our ideal clients in. I uh, think, you know what, that was so, that stayed with me. And it's interesting because when I went through those exercises and I created my ideal client, I don't know about you, but it made me kind of emotional um, because I was creating a me. I was, well, I was actually pulling together all of my girlfriend's stories, all of the stories that I've heard from my clients. And I was creating my avatar, my ideal clients. And I came up with three and I actually got very emotional to your point because we know those struggles of midlife women and beyond. But, you know, you also said something that I thought that was interesting. It doesn't mean that you can't expand your reach. I'll tell you who some of my favorite clients are in therapy is the young 20 somethings. And that's because I have 20 something year old daughters. And because at one point I was 20 something and I really resonate with them in their journey from a clinical standpoint, I don't work with them in wellness coaching, but, um, I wouldn't be opposed to it. But I also think that as women at, at a certain point, we've had so many experiences that we can, our avatars can grow big and wide. We've been women throughout all life stages. So, and the same thing with men, for men who are listening, you've been through many life stages. You can speak to, to men throughout, throughout the journey of, of being a male from, you know, adolescence to adulthood. 
So Carrie, let's go back because you started to get into the magic of crystallizing your message and about using language. And you and I have had this talk about, you know, using those words and, and getting clear with that. So put us into your brain and tell us more about that. Yes, it is really getting crystallized. Like I said, we want we want to be able to speak exactly what they're actually thinking. And the easiest way to do this, you know, especially if you're a newer coach, you want to serve everyone. It's like, oh, I want to serve everybody. I want to help everyone. And because we go so large, we actually lose our messaging. We want to get laser focused. And when you are thinking about the person that you want to work with, if the best thing you can do for yourself is to really imagine one individual. Like literally think about that one person that just lights you up. What really makes your heart sing that you want to help? And then everything, and I do mean everything, is focused around that one person. So I'll give you an example, a quick example of an exercise I did. I took all the clients I've ever worked with and I narrowed it down to my top three that I've ever worked with and why I like them so much. What about these three people? What characteristics did they have that was enjoyable to work with, both challenging, enjoyable, respectful of my time, all those things. And I looked at these characteristics. And then I've realized if I can create that avatar, that one specific person that makes up all these characteristics and give it a name and give it a job description and understand like where they live and how much money they make and are they married and do they have kids and get really specific on that person. Now, all the messaging is all around that one avatar, that one person. And when you really can do this well, then what happens is you actually catch more fish. When you go super narrow like that, you know, looking at your niche or your niche, however you want to pronounce it. When you go that granular and that specific, you actually get more clients, you get more people attracted to you. Even if you're not speaking exactly what they might be thinking, you're still able to attract them in. So that's highly, highly suggested when you're thinking about messaging. Well, and I, I appreciate that you also kind of interjected in there and said people who are appreciative of your time and respectful of that, because I do think that we have to think about all of the idiosyncrasies of working with people. And you have to kind of gauge, I think you have to gauge your energy and, and make sure that you are giving only what you're able to give. And so you kind of have to take clients, I think at different stages in your life, according to where you are. So even if you've had those life experiences, um, I'm reading a book by a gal who her daughter, the day her second book came out, her daughter was killed in a car accident. And now she is a grief therapist and she works deeply with grief and has um, an organization that helps us all connect through supporting one another, not necessarily for us to work with therapists or work with coaches, but just being able to provide support through active listening. And I, I guess where I'm going with that is that I do think that we can go through life experiences and often we can serve that community of people the best because we've really been down in the trenches with them. So I'm going to guess that when you created your avatar, um, I'm going to guess that they were highly in sync with some of your experiences, right? 
Yes, yes, they were. And honestly, it, it's, you know, they, they come from a, you know, different maybe background than me, but only because when I started piecing all this together and I saw there was some serendipities uh, between them all and, and unique characteristics, I realized that's what lights me up. So that has something to do with it for sure. And again, it's just really getting crystallized, taking some time to do this work and thinking about, I wanted to say this too, Angie, because I think this is so important. When you are thinking about who you want to work with, some of the things that I ask my prospect on the discovery call before I even take them on as a client, I want to make sure, are they willing to trust the process? Are they willing to be committed to their commitment to actually want to do this? Are they willing to invest in themselves fully? Are they one of those people that is willing to pay in full or are they going to nickel and dime and whine and say excuses that they don't have the money to pay or the time to, to invest? Are they already making excuses? Do they have the courage to show up? Are they respectful of the time? Can you set boundaries for yourself around your coaching practice? In other words, if you're saying it's an hour, you know, for me, I build in an extra 20 minutes, just in case we are in a really good coaching session, I don't want to cut them off, but you have to think about that for your time. Are you going to be sticking strictly with an hour or 45 minutes or however you're doing it and asking yourself, is this person able to respect those boundaries and having those boundaries in place? Do you have office hours that you're willing to do? And again, just really getting crystal on how you want to serve, how you want to show up for them and what you expect from them. And it's okay to ask a, a, a prospect or somebody that's considering to work with you some of these questions ahead of time. You want to make sure that the rules of the game are there. So that's an important piece as well. Mm. The whole boundary setting and, and being aware of time. Carrie, I want to reintroduce you. I'm talking to Carrie Schreer and we're talking about wellness coaching and how to attract our ideal client. My name's Angie Miller and this is Strong Mind, Strong Body. And if you're just tuning in, I hope you'll hit the rewind button because Carrie's had some really good insight about getting clear on who your ideal client actually is. Like, who do you want to work with? And then how do you attract them? How do you go fishing and get the people who you know you would work with the best I do love the boundary one. I train seniors and um, I always have to build in a big, big buffer <laughs> because I know, I know I'm going to run over on my time. I know I am because um, I want to allow them the opportunity to ask questions at the end to, to feel connected to me because that socialization is so important. So I like the way you said you'll build in a buffer, but you also have to be very protective of your time and make sure that what I call door dropping. Um, I think when you're very new to coaching or, or working with clients in a clinical setting, people have to tell you about door dropping. <laughs> so if no one's ever told our listeners, I need, I need to go there. So door dropping is like, you're closing up the session. You've covered everything that needs to be said. You're ready to get to the point where you recap and they door drop you. They land a bomb that is like this big piece of information, this big, powerful, oh my gosh, that happened. And they wait until the end. Well, that's when you have to be really good at saying, I'm so glad that you brought that up and I'm going to write that down and let's go ahead and we can explore that over email or messaging this week, but we'll pick up where we left off next week. How do you handle door dropping? 
What you just said, yes. <laughs> it is. It has happened before, and, and it's to be expected. Sometimes it takes a while for a, a coaching client to feel like they can really open up to you, and by the time you get into the flow, especially early on, this might happen, where then they deliver something to you towards the end, and you're like, oh my goodness, that is so huge. Like you said, you know, wow, thank you for sharing that with me. Let's definitely talk about that next session. Meanwhile, you know, we can go back and forth via email or however you communicate with your clients. For me, I use an app called Voxer. And so I'm able to offer that support to them. But however you're doing your coaching business to really just be honest, you know, set the stage, set the boundaries. That's the other thing that's important for me to share too, Angie, is that we want to tell our clients up front, we want to give them the roadmap to what to expect. We want them to know what's coming next. If they don't know what's coming next, they're going to feel lost. They're going to feel disconnected from you. So sharing like, we're going to do this first, and then next time we're going to do this. And, and in between, I want to have you work on that. You know, very specific instructions, almost like a journey. We want to take them by the hands and we want to show them the path in which we're traveling on so they can feel more relaxed and more importantly, they feel safe. We need to provide emotional safety to our clients because they're looking to us for guidance and support. And we have to be that pillar of support for them. And when they can feel that, wow, then they're going to really be able to open up to you. And more importantly, they're going to be able to make the progress that they most desperately need. I'm so glad you brought up that emotional safety. I, that is my favorite thing to talk about is just feeling safe, feeling safe in the presence of others, feeling like our stories are safe, feeling like our space is safe, feeling like our vulnerabilities are safe. And in creating emotional safety, I think it needs to be said that to create emotional safety, I don't have to say to you, Carrie, I have all the answers. That's, that's not what you need. I think all I need to let you know is that I'm going to create a safe space. I'm going to create a container or a space for you to seek the answers. And you don't have to know today or tomorrow, but you will know that the space that I create is safe for you while you explore your answer to this situation. And so I, I love the emotional safety, but also I think that how you worded that, that it's almost like when I taught university students that had a syllabus and we followed the syllabus and they knew what was going to happen in every class. And at the end of class, I sum up and then I remind them of what's next. I do the same thing with my clients. It's, it's always letting people know what to expect. That's why they probably wrote that book, what to expect when you're expecting. Everybody wants to know what to expect because it makes you feel like you can create a sense of safety and stability, right? That's right. That's right. And on the flip side of that, just to give a little distinction, not every single client, every single session is the same, right? Because it's very customized for each person, but just having this overarching, here's what we're going to do next. And that sort of feeling, um, I think is so valuable to the client and again, they just feel that connection to you and they feel safe. And if somebody feels safe, they're going to be able to open up and that's where the real work can be done. Yeah, absolutely. So Carrie, one last question that I want to ask you is you mentioned a discovery call. And I think the way I describe a discovery call is you're only going to get the information that you get is going to be guided and directed by how your questions are formed. In other words, you know, we've all been to the doctor 
And then we leave and we're like, oh, I wish I had asked this or, oh, I wish I had asked that. And it's that um, we only get the information based on our ability to ask the right questions. And so what are, give us two or three questions that you always ask in your discovery call. Well, I want to clarify something first. I think there's there's an option here for many coaches to use a two-call variation that we don't just have to focus on one discovery call. We can have like a quick clarity call just to make sure we feel like we're a good fit and this is somebody we want to work with and we think we can help. And if so, you can schedule a second call. Personally, I just use the one-call formula, a discovery call, and I allow 45 minutes to an hour for that. And I have a full process in which I take uh, that prospect through through. So the first thing that I do is really have that rapport with them and it kind of break the ice. And so they can feel, feel comfortable, but I'm also setting up the call. I tell them what to expect on this call. I tell them how long it'll be. I'll tell them the process I'm going to take them through. And then I'll begin by asking them, tell me what are the three main pain points that you have right now? What is most troublesome for you? And why is it important for you to solve this now? And once they start getting into their, their pain points, then I'm going to keep digging even more deeper on those pain points because I really need to understand most people, are, again, are going to give you the surface level answers. They're going to give you the obvious you know, but they're not getting to the root cause. And our job is to understand listening very closely to hear what they're really saying. What they're saying is one thing, what they're really saying is another. And it's our job as coaches to really pay attention to that language and the language patterns that they have so we can start to uncover what some of those pain points are. And then from there, you know, so some, I give you a couple of the questions from there. I have a whole process that I take them through that whole discovery process to help them get to the decision at the end, whether or not I'm going to invite them to work with me or not. And if, if I don't think they're a good fit and I let them know up front, I let them know up front at the end of this call, I will be uh, letting you know what it'd be like to work with me. And if I feel that we're a good fit, I will go ahead and tell you that sound good. And I'll get them to say yes, and then we continue on. So I have a whole process for that. But the questions, you're right. The better quality questions we get, the deeper we get on their pain, the better the answers are going to be. And the more you know what you can do with that particular person, and you know if you can help them or not. Yeah, and I think you also know, Carrie, because you and I had this conversation the other day. You also know, because I had a discovery call recently, you, you also know if that client maybe would be better suited for a different resource. Maybe they would be better suited to work with a therapist. It gives you that opportunity and there's no shame. In fact, I think that it speaks to who you are as a professional to be able to say, I love the things that you shared with me. I honor them and I hold space for them. And I'm going to be, you know, you'll be in my thoughts. But I do think that there are some other resources and services that might be better suited for you. And then I will help them find referrals if they need me to. But there's one other thing here. You said you, you ask them and you get clear in their pain points. And then you ask them, why now? Like, why do you want to address this now? Because that is the key one. Sometimes clients will come to you and this has been a problem in their life for 20 years, or they've been unhappy at their job for 25 years or in their marriage. And this is an important question to be, well, why now? 
You know, what is it that makes your life so uncomfortable that you truly feel ready? Or am I just like the next person that you're going to dump on and tell everything that's wrong, but you're not going to actively take measures to fix it? And, and that sounded kind of harsh, but I think that we all know what I mean. You know, can they make active change? Are they at a place where they feel like they have some resilience and some ability to see life through in a different way? So- mm-hmm. Carrie, is there anything else you want to add? Because I do feel like you could probably talk for hours about this because you have so much expertise and so much just incredible insight on this coaching process. But before we go, is there anything that you feel like we need to add to this information to get people kind of going and feel confident? You know, I think it's a matter of trial and error. I think sometimes you just have to write, we're talking social media now, for a social media post, for example, you need to just do it, write write a good quality post, try to attract as best you can and play with it. See what kind of response you get. You don't want to come off salesy. You want to be authoritative. You want to have that authoritative figure about yourself, but you want to do it in a way where you're, again, this ideal client of yours, this avatar that you want to work with is going, oh my gosh, yes, yes, yes. I need this person. I need her. I need him. They're the perfect person to help me with this. And that's the kind of messaging that you want to create. And you always want to have a call to action on your post. And it doesn't have to be schedule a call with me. It could be as simple as you know, if, uh, type yes below if this resonates with you. It could be something to get that engagement. And you're right. We could talk for hours because we could talk about social media strategies and we could talk about website strategies and, and all the things. But really, it's just trial and error. Don't be afraid to try something and it not work and go, okay, let me try a different variation and just keep trying. This is the way that we learn. We can't expect to come out of the gate, especially if you're a newer coach and think that you're going to check all the boxes right away. You're going to fall flat on your face a few times. And guess what? That's where the gold is because you're like, that didn't work. I need to pivot and try something else. There's no shame in that, by the way. You must go through that process, but you're going to find your rhythm and it's going to be great. I think so too. It's like, it's like cooking, you know, following a recipe. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to, I don't know why I'm using that analogy because I really don't cook and I don't follow <laughs> recipes, but I thought that that was such a great analogy and it made it sound like I spent a lot of time in the kitchen, but anyway, so, um, so Carrie Schreer, thank you so much for coming on. If people want to get a hold of you and they have more questions for you, is that an option? And can you tell them how to reach you? Yeah, the best place is my website. It has all of my information on there in terms of booking a call or my social channels. It's graytonic.com. It's G-R-A-Y-T-O-N-I-C. And really trust yourself. This is my biggest advice for anybody that's listening. Trust that you know already who it is you want to serve and you already have the answers inside. It's just a matter of you getting quiet, brainstorming, take some time to think about this process and be really honest with yourself and just get out there and try it and do it. All right. Thanks so much, Carrie. And thanks to all of you who are listening to Strong Mind, Strong Body. I truly appreciate you. I appreciate your presence. I appreciate your input. And uh, you know what? Together, we are just making the world fitter and healthier from the inside out. So we'll see you next week. 